Well dug out by Brad Smith, and then left it for Mobile in towards Adam Taggart and Riley McGree. Again, they'll swing it back towards Ryan Grant, who is furthest forwards. And Australia have the goal that they craved. Ryan Grant with a collector's item, his first for his country. And just at the point in the game where they were looking to get bogged down by Vietnam, Australia have found a goal. And that was the commentary of Simon Hill. And wasn't it great to have Simon back calling mainstream football on free-to-air TV, live and free on 10, simulcast on 10 play. And he joins us now after Australia did get past Vietnam in not one of the one for the ages, Simon, but uh, a win's a win. They take the three points and get out of there. And congratulations on your appointment at the Network 10. It's a, it's a wonderful appointment and great for the game here in Australia. Thank you very much, Tim. Yeah, you're right. It was uh, not the best game, uh, hampered really by you know tough conditions, hot, humid, as it always is in Southeast Asia. Uh, the pitch was, was very spongy. Um, so it was, it was tough for the Socceroos, and they had a few scares along the way, but... The important thing is uh, they got the three points. Ten wins out of ten mm. in Asian qualifying. Can't ask for much more than that. Very much so. And Ryan Grant, as you mentioned, there first time for Australia. Look, he's been in the he's been in the in the green and gold or the gold for a, a while now. He's not he's not a noted goal scorer at any level. To be brutally honest with you, but gee, that's just that's a nice little bucket list. You know, you you you, you score for your country. You can't get any better than that. Yeah, and to be honest, you know, about 10, 15 minutes prior to that, he was involved in an incident at the other end where the VAR took about five minutes to review uh, whether he'd actually handle the ball inside the penalty area. So he turned from villain to hero in the space of a few <laughs> minutes. But uh, look, I'm, I'm delighted for Ryan. He's, he's a super guy. He's the only A-League-based player over in the squads and uh, flying the flag for the domestic league. He does pop up with the odd goal here and there. And to be honest, that, that was one of his sort of trademark moves, arriving late at the back post, uh, and nobody from Vietnam went with him. And, uh, yeah, he was confident enough to, to put his head into the back of the net, which was terrific. And in the end, uh, that was the difference. Yeah, I'm reading this. Uh, the 10th straight victory, as you mentioned, for the Socceroos. First time the team has achieved the marker in World Cup qualifying. It's just the second 10-game win streak in 99 years' history of the Socceroos, so they can take that. Uh, what was what was good about the performance for from a from a soccer aficionado that you are? What was what was rock solid about the win? Well, the defence obviously was uh, uh, able to keep another clean sheet, mm. which I think they've now conceded only two goals in that ten-game uh, winning sequence, which is always a positive. It breeds confidence. Matt Ryan didn't have an awful lot to do. A few opportunities in the second half, which will probably uh, cause Graham Arnold uh, a few concerns. But I think overall, you know, they dominated the game. And look, it, it's difficult because although Vietnam uh, are, are vastly improved and they're certainly a nation on the rise, but they're not Japan, they're not Saudi Arabia, but they do play in those tough conditions. So it, it's, it's a little bit difficult to get a, you know, a full read on, on their performance. I think they were much more impressive against China. I mean, that's you know, it sounds obvious because, <coughs> excuse me, they they won that game three nil. But mm. I think the manner of the performance and again the conditions had something to do with it. They played in an air-conditioned stadium in Qatar on a on a real carpet of a pitch, so that really suits the way that Australia liked to play the game. Last night was very very different, um, but solid defence. Um, I thought individually, you know, there were one or two 
uh, very good uh, performances. I'm, I'm still a fan of Al Mobile. I know it, I know he tired uh, towards the end uh, yesterday, uh, but I thought Aiden Rustic was good again. Um, you know, so the defence was solid. Trent Sainsbury didn't put a foot wrong. Uh, Ryan Grant's going up and down the, the flank as he normally does. So look, there's plenty of positives to take without wishing to go overboard because there are still tougher tests to come, most notably when they, they go to Japan on the 12th of October. That will really be the acid test as to you know how good they are in Asian terms. Simon Hill, of course, from Channel 10, of course, also does the global game. You can hear that on 1170 SEN as well. He's podcast. He's everywhere, actually. He pops up everywhere. He's got his Simon Says T-shirts. He's, he's, got, he's the voice of football. I'm like a bad smell, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the, you talk about the October. So do they just all go back to their club ball now, and 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 the Aussies just come back and train with their club teams? Is that the process? And do they do? When, what's the process in regards to getting in and out of countries now when they're coming from all parts? Well, let's, this is the the big thorny issue. So the all all the players in this squad, bar Ryan Grant, uh, play in overseas leagues. They. I think the squad is made up of players who play in 17 different leagues around the world. So they they will scatter to the four corners of the earth. Um, The exception is Grant, who is actually staying. He's flying back to the Middle East, um, where he will stay until the next round of games because he doesn't want to get caught in in the quarantine situation in Australia. Mm. So Sydney FC have given him special dispensation to remain on international duty, if you like, because we're in the off-season with the A-League, of course, doesn't start until the end of October. Um, so he stays and follows an individual program in the Middle East. The rest will go back to their club sides. Um, and then it's it's about whether uh, Australia can actually play their next game, which is slated to be against Oman on the 7th of October mm-hmm. at home. Uh, it's whether they can play that game in Australia. Uh, I know they're working very hard behind the scenes with uh, particularly the New South Wales government uh, to try and get uh, exemptions. Uh, obviously, it'll have to probably be in a bubble uh, for both teams, but they, they really want Australia to be able to play at home. We haven't played a home international in, in two years mm. um, because of COVID. So, you know, they need that home advantage. And then five days after that, then they will travel to Japan. That's okay because so long as they can get out of the country, um, then, of course, they can disperse after the Japan game to their club. So it's it's a real logistical nightmare. Um, obviously, the game against China was supposed to be in Australia, but that was impossible because of the uh, the outbreak uh, in Australia. But um, they're hopeful that with you know the numbers of vaccinations increasing, that things might be relaxed just a little bit so, so they can play at home against Oman next month. Looking forward to seeing when the Socceroos are out again. And we're also looking forward to the Matildas. They've got Ireland Thursday uh, later, what, a couple of weeks' time now, September 23, and you'll see that one on 10 as well. So where are they at in their campaign of life? Well, uh, of course, they uh, were disappointed to to come from the Olympics without a medal. They got very, very close. In the end, they finish uh, fourth after losing the semi-final and the third, fourth place playoff. Um, they've got a home World Cup to come, of course, in, in two years' time. So uh, really this game against Ireland, although it's only a friendly, that's the first uh, building block in that process. Uh, Tony Gustafsson, their new coach, uh, has a little bit of work to do, I think, particularly on the defensive side of things. I think they're just, they're just short of a couple of 
uh, world-class defenders at the moment. So it's no disrespect to the, the girls that play there at the moment, but uh, if you're going to challenge the real uh, big guns of, of global football in the women's game, then you've got to have strength and depth in all positions. And I just think that we're lacking just a little bit in that central defensive area in particular. But, uh, you know, maybe Tony's got something up his sleeve. Maybe he's going to uh, blood somebody new in the game against Ireland, which we'll see. Appreciate your time. Always love uh, chatting football with you and uh, great to have you on free-to-wear coverage on 10 and also, of course, your great work here on SEN as well. Thanks for joining us, Simon. Pleasure, Tim. Have a good week, Good mate. on you there. Simon Hill, after last night's 1-0 win, yes, doesn't sound much, but, gee, the points are still the same and they were much needed for the Socceroos as they got through after their win over China last Thursday and they got through a very, very miserly defence of Vietnam. Just once, Ryan Grant putting it in the back of the onion bag. Always talking the world game here on Sporting Goss.